you've come to the right place if you're looking to create, launch, and scale a high-value online training program. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of Lifter LMS, the most powerful learning management system for WordPress. Stay to the end. I've got something special for you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name's Chris Badgett and I'm joined by a special guest. I'd like to introduce you to my Facebook group competitor. His name is Jono Petrohilos. He's from across the world. He's in Australia. I'm in the United States. Uh, we we both have Facebook groups for uh, course create the course creator community. Uh, what I love about Jono is He's a course creator. He practices what he preaches. He has a long his history in teaching fitness online. And uh, he discovered a love for, you know, helping fellow course creators and, and just kind of going deep in this whole industry of online business and online courses. But first, welcome to the show, Jono. No, thank you very much for, for inviting me on, Chris. I'm a huge fan of yours. Uh, your Facebook group was one of the first ones I joined when I was like, you know what, I want to see what's going on in the, the course creator community. So you, you've done well with your SEO on, on the Facebook group because <laughs> I, I found that and I've been following, been there for over a year now. So it's a, an honor to be on this podcast. And if I can give your listeners some, some uh, value, uh, I'd be happy to do that. That's awesome. Well, I, I appreciate that. And if you're looking for Jono, it's just Course Creator Community. He has a podcast by that name, and that's also the name of his Facebook group. So go check that out. Can you give us, Jono, a high-level overview of, like, and also like a timeline, like how long ago did this start? You teach fitness online and certain certain aspects of that, and, and then you got into helping course creators. What was the broad arc of that story there? Yes. Well, I'll, it's a long story, but I'll summarize it in about a minute. So I used to be a fitness trainer myself and I'd run a face-to-face boot camp, and I used to suck at it. All right. I was at a, a, um, uh, a franchise and there were 75 different locations across Australia and you were ranked on how good you were. One being the best, 75 being the worst. Take a guess what you think I was ranked, Chris, starting off. 74. I wish 75, <laughs> right? Dead last. Um, but I loved what I did. I really loved it. I just wasn't good at it. So to get better, I was like, well, what can I do? Let me study, you know? And I, I attended a whole heap of courses and workshops and YouTube videos and read books and blogs and attended other other um, trainer sessions and got to, uh, after about 12 months of that period, actually got to be number one in the franchise. Then I opened up another location and I got really, really good at, at what I did. And I was always upskilling, you know, always attending other courses, workshops, sessions, um, conventions, whatever it may be. And it got to a point and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm still learning. Every convention I go to, every course I do, I'm learning. But I feel like I could put together something that's better or at least different to anything else out there. And I'm like, you know what? going to give it a crack. It's a proven concept. I've been do, I've done 10 of these courses already and every course I go to there's 20 other trainers, so I know there's a a market for it. Let me put something together. So I put together my first online course, how to run a successful bootcamp. This was 2014 and this was tailored just for fitness trainers. So not for the general public who wanted to get fit. If you're a certified personal trainer and you want to you know, run a better bootcamp with the business side, the workouts, the retention, all of that, you would take my course there. 
Now, that's a whole other story, that, that course there, but just in the, in the overview, that's how I created that, that first course. And then, you know, usual deal, sucked at the start, but got better, 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 better. Long story short, by about probably 2017, 2018, um, I grew that to about a million dollar a year business. And I was like, okay, you know, this is, this is cool. And a couple of things started to happen there. Number one, I started to get over the fitness side a little bit because I was no longer running the boot camps, right? All my time was spent online in funnels and sales and marketing. So my passion shifted a bit more, uh, more shifted from fitness to like online core stuff. And I didn't know what I wanted to do at, at that stage, you know, but I was, I could feel the passion shifting. And also it was something inside of me as well, because when I was, the major thing in that boot camp course is, hey, you're a fitness trainer. Here's how you can make $100,000 a year working one hour a day, right? And that was sexy. It was a good hook, you know? Um, but now here I am doing a million dollars. And I think there's some conflict inside me where it's like, hold on, I'm a bit of a hypocrite here. I'm telling people to go and run this boot camp thing to make $100,000 when I'm sitting here doing this online thing, making a, a million. So I was like, it's a bit of a, con- and also just a, a, a bigger thing. I'm like, I feel I've got a bigger skill than just helping fitness trainers there. Uh, so just recently, about a year ago, I started the, the Facebook group, the Course Creator Community. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do in that space yet, but that's the, the direction that I'm heading, is I'm going to put together something to, to help course creators sell more courses. How that looks exactly, I, I don't know. Um, I've just got a membership site there at the moment. I'm just you know um, having some fun and, and helping some people out, but that's the, the direction I'm going to move going forward. Now, I've still got the fitness education online business, um, and that's pretty much running itself now. So I've got a staff, I've got team, and that's freed up my time to focus on, on other stuff. So that's sort of a, a high level overview of what I do. That is really cool. And uh, that's and go check out coursecreatorcommunity.net. There's a couple of things you said in your story that I want to highlight. One of them is that in the beginning, uh, first of all, you you kind of went after a market that you understood, like you basically oh. scratched your own itch, and then you uh, you you stayed focused. Like it's not fitness in general; it's for fitness instructors, and um, and then you just stayed with it, and you launched without getting all hung up in the, uh, Oh, it's gotta be perfect. Like you said, you just get better and better and better. Like I see that, I see that pattern a lot with people that make it is they are okay with imperfect forward progress. Like how, why are you okay with that? Why didn't you get caught in the weeds of, Oh, it's gotta be perfect. Or my videos have to be perfect or whatever. Okay. So that's a good story. I'll share that. So 2014, when I was like, right, I want to put a course together. I didn't even know what an online course was because most of the courses I was going to were actually face-to-face workshops. But I knew I didn't want to do that because I was so busy with my fitness business. It was The online thing was always going to be a side thing. I was reading Think and Grow Rich, you know, and they spoke about passive income and whatever. And I was like, all right, this seems like a good idea here. So I didn't, I didn't even know what an online course was. And I, I thought you had to you know, get a web designer and they built a website for you. And I got a quote and I think it was $15,000 and I didn't have $15,000. So I was like, okay, you know, it looks like I'm not going to do this online course thing. But then I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw an ad and it was like, you know, this was back in 2014 and it was, hey, purchase my ebook because ebooks used to be valuable back in 2014, yeah. you know, now it's yeah. just like, give me your email, that's excuse <laughs> to get your, your email address. But I was like an ebook, what the, what the crap is an ebook? So I, I, you know, purchased it for whatever it was, 50 bucks or something. And I'm like, hold on, 
this is just a Microsoft Word document saved PDF. as a PDF. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm no technical. I was a technical dunce, but I know how to open a Microsoft Word document and I know how to press save as for a PDF. So I was like, you know what? I think I can do this. So that was my first online course, literally a PDF that sold for $300. Um, but even deeper than that, I looked at it and before it went to market, I was like, you know what? It just looks like a Microsoft Word document. I need to do better. So I, I went to um, make it look better. I put some borders and some headings and some numbers. Um, and because I suck at tech, I actually made it look worse. You know, it was indensed all over the place. And I'm like, oh, man, I was depressed. I was going to give up. Um, but then I was scrolling through Facebook again, and I saw an ad for this website called Fiverr. It said, you can get anything you want done for $5. I'm like, is this a joke? And I opened it up. And I'm like, man, you literally can get anything you want for $5. There was a, a video on, there was a, a gig on there from a guy that said he would slap himself in the face if you gave him $5. And I'm like, what? So anyway, I, I paid $5. I paid both of them. I paid the guy $5 to slap himself. And I also paid $5 for the, um, for the formatting. And the formatting made it look better. And I was like, okay, you know, this is getting better. Uh, and then I got the email from the guy who slapped himself in the face. And he didn't hold back. Like he really slapped himself in the face. And I'm like, I'm, at the start, I felt sorry. I'm like, man, there's some there's things some people do for money. But then I looked at what he sent me. It was actually an unlisted YouTube video and it had a hundred thousand views. And I'm like, hold on. This guy slapped himself in the face once and sent it to a hundred thousand people for five. I don't know how much for maybe even if they take half, that guy's made hundreds of thousands of dollars from slapping him in the in the and this guy wasn't some guru or you know he looked looked like you know a bit of a loser you know had you know glasses braces wasn't that good looking you know like I'm like man if this guy can do that and and all these things were just coming in my head I'm yeah. like man this person sold me a, a Microsoft Word document for $50 this guy slapped himself in the face for $5 and made $200,000 what the crap is my excuse you know and even even further still actually Going back to my boot camp days, um, my mentor at the time was the, the person who owned all 75 locations, and she told her story. She's like, hey, you know, look, um, I'm not the smartest person. I'm, you know, I, I'm actually the dumbest person always in, in high school. I actually dropped out of high school. Um, my first job was at Walmart. I actually got fired from Walmart. You know, I didn't steal. I wasn't late. They just thought I wasn't good enough for the job. So I got fired from Walmart. So I, you know, started up at one boot camp and then another and another. And I'm just like, man, especially in that fitness space, I'm uh, degree qualified. I've got a degree in exercise physiology. I'm just like, man, this woman's a high school dropout, fired from Walmart, can open. What's my excuse? You know, I just had all this, this confidence going in. And actually going back to the, the unlisted story, then I discovered unlisted YouTube videos. And I was like, hold on, maybe I can also put these links into my ebook to make it look like a, a better product. So then the final product, I mean, it still wasn't great. I, I would be embarrassed of it today, but it was de it was good info, at least. The info in there was really good. There was text. There was video. Um, it was formatted, so it didn't look horrible. And I, I put it out there, and still I was nervous. But the, the reason I was able to get it out there was just all this confidence. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. This person's doing it. This person's doing it. This person's doing it. I can do it too. So it was all that confidence. I still remember when I sold my first one, I was so scared because there was a feedback form at the end of it. And I'm like, man, 
they're going to ask for a refund. They're going to, you know, they're going to, um, they're going to say, you sold me a Microsoft Word document for $300, you know, like I already knew this stuff. I was so nervous, but then I got the feedback form and it was all positive. It was like, I love the course. It was great. It was online, could do it at my own pace. All these ideas I didn't think of. Well done. You've done an awesome job. And I was at the start, I was just relieved. I was like, Whew, okay. You know, it wasn't a refund. Then the second feedback came in, same thing. Third feedback came in. After about the third, then I'm like, okay, I'm on to something. You know, I've, I've three people have done it. They've all given me raving reviews. Then my confidence just skyrocketed. Uh, and then the quality probably went down a little bit, to be honest, because I thought I was king of the world. And I was like, ah, this online stuff's easy, you know, and I just put a heap of stuff out where I could have done better. But now I've obviously gone back and improved that. But that's essentially how I did it. I just saw all these other people doing it. And I was, you know, reading books and listening to Tony Robbins and, you know, all this other stuff. It was just, I had um, just the mindset was just was just like, hey, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it out there and and see what happens. And then I, I did it. And, it, you know, the quality wasn't great at first, but it was good enough. And the reason why that's, I think, so important is I was able to get it out there so quickly. You know, I didn't have to spend years. I think you probably know better than me. What does what the average course creator take from idea to selling? I don't know, but I see far too many people take more than a year. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's, yeah, a year, a year and a half, maybe two. You know, I was able to get out in a couple months. I probably had three courses or four courses by that stage and a bit of a list. Just because I was able to, to get it out quickly, make some money, and then reinvest that money. I didn't make any money because I just reinvested it back into the, the business to start with, but it just enabled me to, to springboard really fast just because of speed. Well, let me ask you some more questions about that. So you said like 2017, you hit a million. So or it was like a three year from like zero to a million thing. Was there? Maybe, maybe, maybe four, actually. Probably maybe about four, four years? Give, yeah, uh, something like that. Um, what? Uh, was there like a, a market outside of Australia or was this for Australians only? Australians only. It's so that's only even, so you're, you got a tight niche. Like it's also geographically bound. Was there a, um, was there like a governing body or some kind of standard you had to, or had to be approved or something? Yes. So that's a good point. So you didn't have to be, but you could. And I went for that option. It's the best thing I ever did for a couple of reasons. So um, got the course together and I was like, all right, you know, let me reach out to Fitness Australia and let me see what I need to do to get it approved. And they sent over this, this long document and it looked like a pain in the ass, but I just really wanted it. You know, I'm like, I really, and I had the qualification. The major thing was the qualifications. It was like, you know, you need to have, you need to be, have a higher qualification than the people you're, you're talking to. And I had a degree. So I was like, okay, sweet. The rest was just boxes you had to tick, but there was like a hundred of them and it was a pain in the ass, but I was just so passionate about doing it. And it's the best thing ever for a couple different things. Firstly, it got listed on their website. Right. So, yeah, now so you I get had, like traffic from them. A hundred percent. That's that yeah. was and that that's how I was able to prove the concept, right? The first three sales, it maybe took three months, right? Um, but I did absolutely nothing. All I did was put the course together, went on their website, and there were three people that, you know, about one person a month would give me a call. Hey, I see this this thing on here. What's it about? Tell me about it. Yada yada yada. Right. And I was able to make a call and prove the concept there. Moving forward, that helps my SEO because their their backlink, their domain authority is, is ridiculous. You know, but I didn't know what that was at, at the time, but it was just good to, to get it on there. Um, and it just made it a little bit more trusted, right? Because if someone was going to buy the course, it's like a minimum standard. 
right? It's like, oh, it's ready to do with Fitness Australia. How bad can it be? You know, it's are the like people that are the people that buy the course? Do they have to buy it for their license or something, or is it more of an optional thing? Somebody's just trying to improve. So both. So if you're so as a trainer, you're you can register. You don't have to register with Fitness Australia. If you do register with them, you need to complete twenty CECs every two years, and yeah. my course counts as as part. All my courses count as part of those those CECs there. Um, and there was a third thing I was going to point on that as well. Yeah, and then there's just collaboration opportunities. So now I can pay them, and they can send it out to their list of twenty thousand people. Right. Of your perfect fit customer. Of my perfect fit customers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's like the perfect joint. There's no better joint venture than that. You know, and like the way I do it as well is I, I set it up as an opt-in. So like when they send out their their email, and even going back, I think it was about a thousand dollars to get the course registered. But I was like, well, I'm charging three hundred for it. If I sell three a year, it's worth it, you know? So that's or four a year, you know, I'm in I'm in the the green, you know. So I saw it from from that side of things there. Um, and that's something I, I haven't pushed, but I'm going to expand on that as well because I, just recently when I've been expanding into the course creator space, I'm like, hold on, it's not just fitness trainers that do these CEC things. You know, here in Australia anyway, there's nurses, there's physical yeah. therapists, osteotherapists, real estate agents, nurses, you know, and I'm like, you know what I think I can do? I'm going to put together anyway like a LinkedIn for health professionals, so not personal trainers like, you know, you're a physio, you're a chiro, you're a osteo, you know, and get it approved with that thing there. And then I think that's a, a market too. That's awesome. That, that is really cool. And I've, I've heard this story before, so I wanted to highlight it where when you have a partnership with a, like a accreditation board or governing body, it can, it can create like a real win-win between the two. Um, oh. So you're not just trying to get all your traffic from scratch and, you know, you get to borrow the credibility and you can even pay for uh, more exposure, like the email list or a a featured listing on their site or whatever it is. Oh, obviously it's different for different organizations, but, you know, because I've also done it in America this year and it's completely different. Like in, in America, it's NASM. What happened? Because they sell their own courses with NASM, right? So if you go okay. on the NASM website, there's a section that says here are our external providers, but it's just like a it's like a, an Excel sheet that you download <laughs> with like 500 names there, you know, with just the name of your business and your course, you know. Whereas the Australian one, it's actually a clickable link. You can go there and you know it's a list of people. You can click there. You go to my website, yada yada yada. So you know it's different for different organizations, but if you can find a good one that supports you, it's by far the best thing ever, especially to start with. Because I think the start is the hardest, you know, to get those first few sales. Mm-hmm. And for me, it wasn't too bad because it was always a side thing, but enabled me just to make, you know, consistent sales as a side thing without doing too much. The limitation is it'll only get you so far. You know, it's like you make one a month, you know, doing there, which is better than zero a month. But it's not going to get you, you know, ten thousand dollars a month or a million dollars a month. But it's enough to get you started, and then you can, you know, get your own genius and and um, expand it out there. Well, let's let's fast forward, like from that kind of the early days to like today. And if you want to look at this site, you can see it at fitnesseducationonline.com.au. What what has the site become after six or seven years or whatever? Gotcha. Yeah. So. The first few years, so it's me and a business partner as well. So Travis is my business partner who who co-owned Fitness Education Online. The first sort of you know two three years, 
we just put everything we know together as a course. So, you know, starting off uh, how to run a boot camp, how to run a boot camp level one, how to use kettlebells, how to use kettlebells level two, how to use um, you know, medicine balls, right? how to use social media, how to do sales, how to do marketing. By about three years, every single bit of information that was in our brain was in a course. You ran so we out. sort of hit a yeah, we ran out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was always like when you do a launch, you always make a few more sales, you know? Right. So you know, we're like, oh man, what do we do? We've got everything in it. And we relaunch, you know, it's like you promote the same course three months later, right? Yeah. Um, but it's not it's never as good as the first one, you know. So anyway, then we're like, all right, cool. You know, there's all these other things that fitness trainers need to know, but we don't have that skill set. The the first couple, there was a nutrition course. And there was a training pregnant women course, two very hot markets among certified trainers. Every trainer wants to get better at nutrition. Every majority of, tra- especially women trainers, want to get better at training, you know, um, mums and, and women in general. So, but we, we didn't have the skill set to put those courses together, uh, but there were people that already had those courses together. So I did a Google search. I found some online, well, there's only one at the time, actually, like an online nutrition course that sort of fit our criteria. Where it was like, okay, it's the same sort of length. It's 100% online. The assessment's online. Let's do a collaboration, right? So we then got that woman's web, um, course on our website. Same with pregnancy as well. So now we're like, great. Now we're getting more courses out there. We're launching more. We don't have to use our own info. Yeah, we give away 50% of the, the revenue on that side of things, but there's no work involved. Instead of spending you know, a couple of months putting the course together, we're doing nothing. Someone else has got the course and we can just launch, 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 launch. Then it went to the next step. Then we're like, all right, cool. There's these markets out there that aren't tapped and people don't have a courses for, courses for, but there's experts out there. There's another course on there, pelvic floor essentials. I know a woman whose her specialty is training women with pelvic floor issues or, or to help strengthen their pelvic floor. Now, she's never going to be an online course person. She likes actually training people, right? Um, but she's got that skill set. So we're like, hey, let's work together. We've got the audience. We'll put an email out. We'll sell your course. And then you deliver it you know, via Zoom for five or six weeks or whatever it is. So you don't need to do any marketing. You don't need to do any sales. We do all that on our end. You just present the, the content, right? We then record it. We put it together as a course. We sell it, you know, we split it moving forward. We'll get it ready to Fitness Australia. So it's a really good win-win for both parties. It's good. And it's even more powerful because now we own that course. Even though it's still 50-50 split, there's more power in our way. If if it's a fitness education online course that's presented by that person than someone else's company that just happens to be on our website, it works better that way. Uh, And then even summits now as well. So we'll put together a summit because we've got the audience. We've got 15,000 uh, emails, 15,000 people in the Facebook group. So if we get a topic, we can just sell that. So now we even put together summits, maybe one every three or maybe, one every, maybe a couple of years, actually. Um, put together a summit, four different speakers. Each speaker will present their one, um, you know, one session. We then put it together as a course, and then we own that course. There, we we pay the speaker to do you know the one hour or ninety minute session or whatever it is. But then we put it together as a course with the five or six different speakers, and then we sell that moving forward there. So I think we've got I must have 40, 50 courses there now. You know, not that I've created myself, but 40, 50 courses that we sell. Some of them sell well, some of them don't. Um, but now we also know how to how to predict the ones that are that are going to sell well as well. 
Um, but that's the major thing on that course. There, we've, we've on that website. We've also got some other things. We've got a podcast. We've got a blog. You know, YouTube channel. Um, but they're sort of icing on top. The major thing is website and Facebook group for that business. There, they're the two things there, and everything else is just like you know, bonus on top. Like if we're doing a, um, you know, we do a lot of live workouts anyway. Why not put them on YouTube? You know, um, why not put them on on Instagram? But our, our, our major thing is yeah, website and Facebook group. And what's the VIP membership? Oh, yes. So then we also have a subscription membership. So we've actually got three different levels, right? We've got the major thing is our courses, which sell for about 500 bucks, give or take. So they're like um, a la carte standalone. Five, exactly. About, yep. okay. Yep. Give or take. Uh, we've then also got a coaching, which is like, hey, you know, you want to grow your boot camp, but you want actual coaching. We got group coaching programs, which is about two thousand dollars for about a eight to ten week program. Uh, we've then got a subscription membership, which is fifty bucks a month, cancel any time. That's got similar content to what's in the courses. Um, even a lot of the videos are, are exactly the same, but it's a different way of presenting it. So we find that some people will go for the 500 bucks because they want the the step by step by step. And also with the 500 bucks, you get lifetime access, um, you get the certificate, you get the CECs, you get all that as well. The membership, yeah, you get some of the similar content, but once you cancel, you'll lose it all. So it's like a a different, um, yeah. And also it's not, because we've got so many different courses, we can't have all of them in the membership site, but the membership site is similar to what's in the bootcamp course. So those three things, like the membership, um, the courses, and the coaching is a very similar product. It's just like slight differences in support and what you get. So the VIP is like, yep, you just log on to there and there's videos sort of all over the place that you can you know, go and find. Uh, the courses is like a step-by-step, step, first do this, then do this, then do this, then do this, then do this. Also with that, you get a certificate, you get lifetime access, you get CCs. Um, and the coaching is basically that as well, but you get a weekly Zoom session as a group. Wow. Lots of nuggets of, of wisdom there. Tell us more about the transition to uh, not away from, but to also serve the course creator community. Like why did yeah. that happen and how did that uh, happen? And how did you not like, sometimes people, uh, you know, they just move on, but you haven't, you still have this other business. You're not going to let it go away. Right. So tell us, tell us that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the reason why I'll never let the fitness education online one go away, firstly, it's just so profitable, right? So even now, I do pretty much nothing in that business. I've hired someone else to run everything, and I profit about $10,000 a month in my bank account, pretty much purely passive income. So I'm like, why would I give it up, you know? Well, well hold um, on. One question there. That person you hired, what what do you call them? Are they like a manager, a president, a well, CEO? I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a few actually. So okay. it's me and my business partner. It's the two okay. of us. Um, then we've got on the sales and marketing side of things, we've got a sales and marketing manager. So she does all our emails. She does all our Facebook ads. She does all our um, social media sales sort of posts. Um, and she's also hired a sales team with two people that do the sales calls underneath her. Uh, and we've also got two VAs, virtual assistants, who do like the organic social media stuff, which is under her direction here. There, so that's like one side of the business, sales and marketing manager. And then she's got you know a couple sales staff and a couple um, social media staff underneath uh, her on that side there. 
Then on the other side of things, we've got the operations, which is you know the coaching, um, you know putting together the courses, collaborating with the people, you know um, writing some blogs, you know that side of stuff there. My business partner is mainly the operations manager there, but we've also got uh, an operations worker there as well who does some of that stuff there too, and then some virtual assistants over that side as well that can help with you know the the little fiddly bits over there. But if we had to summarize it. So me and a business partner up the top, and then let's say a sales and marketing manager on one side that does all that side of things, then an operations manager on the other side, and they do those sorts of things there. And then my role is basically to just to make sure those two are talking together. You know, hey, operations, what are we launching? Cool. Sales and marketing, here's the plan for this here. Get this ready. Get that ready. Very cool. Very cool. So, so let's get back to the uh, transition to course creator community. Like what, what happened there? What was the, when, when did the light bulb go off that, Hey, I want to do this other thing too. Yeah, it was, it was always sort of there because there were a couple things. It's just, I'm really passionate about it. You know, I just love talking about it. And then I'd, I'd go to different conventions, you know, social media world and traffic and conversion summit and all that sort of stuff. And it was, it was similar to like my journey in, in, in the fitness education online space. Where like I'd go to all these courses and I'm like, I think I can put something better. You know, like everything these presenters are talking about, these courses are doing, I'm doing it and I think better as well, you know, but I'm not teaching it to. And also the other thing is a lot of the stuff I wasn't teaching because it's completely different. This or not, Yeah, it's completely different. I shouldn't say completely. There's differences. There's obviously similarities in any business and marketing, um, but it's it, there's a lot of things that I do to grow my own fitness education online business that I can't teach face to face personal trainers. You know, right. it's just there's there's differences between an online course business and a fitness business. So I had this skill set that I know in my head, but I'm not teaching it to anyone. And it's something that fired me up, you know, where I'm like, oh, I feel I can, this stuff that people are doing, I, I know, and I can do better than or different to, to some of these people here. So I want to put something together. And that was like years, to be honest, like from about 2019, I'd say I was thinking about it. I didn't know. And even now, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, right? Um, but even from about 2019, I was like, I, I really want to do something in that space, you know? But I was so busy in fitness education online that I couldn't really do it. I couldn't really focus. So, yeah, then then my focus was, right, how do I get hands-off fitness education online? You know, how can I just get everyone else running things for me so I don't need to do anything so I can clear up my space there? Uh, and then even then, I didn't know what I was. I'm like, okay, I know I want to help course creators, but I don't know what I'm going to help them with because in my business, fitness education online, I use every trick in the book. You know, there's Facebook ads, there's Google ads, there's SEO, there's putting the course together, there's sales calls, there's webinars, there's a Facebook group, there's a podcast. And it's like, man, I, and also it took me like, you know, three years, three, four years to master all this stuff. So I'm like, ah, I can't just say to someone, hey, just, you know, do my three to four year course and do all these different things. And you'll be like, I am there, you know? So I just dabbled with a, a few different things, you know? And I was like, well, the first thing I'm going to do is start a podcast because it's easy, you know? So I'm just going to start a podcast. And I'm just going to speak to different um, people in the space there and just you know, network, see where that goes there. And I was like, you know what? The next thing I'm going to do is create a, a Facebook group. Because if I have a Facebook group, I can make it about the community. You know, it doesn't need to be just me trying to, you know, spread a message. It's like, hey, we're all course creators. Let's create a community. Um, and that's where I am there. You know, that's that's the space there. And I, I think the direction I'm going to go is the, the Facebook group space, where I think I'm just going to say, hey, you know, you're a course creator. You need an audience. There's plenty of different ways to do it. 
my recommendation is go a Facebook group because a bang, 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 bang. You want to grow a Facebook group, here's the perfect course for it. I've used these strategies to grow this Facebook group to 15,000, this Facebook group to, to 5,000 in you know less than a year. And you know here's how it gets engagement, yada, yada, yada. That's the, the direction I think I'm going to go. I love that. I love that. And I've, I've watched you come up in the course creator community with your Facebook group. And uh, you came up fast and I was like, whoa, what's this guy doing? So what did you, what did you learn in uh, having Facebook groups for fitness that you would like, what are some tips you'd recommend to people who are looking to do some community building with a Facebook group? Yeah, hundred percent. So, and this I think is my specialty as well, because even going back to my um, boot camp days, one of my biggest skill sets, because in, in with that with those seventy five franchises, you had your boot camp, but you had to have a Facebook group as well. And at the start, I thought it was a burden, you know, because I, <laughs> I was like a twenty five year old guy or something. And yeah. I remember when I was coming last, I had to have a meeting with the franchise owners, and they're like, "John, one of the problems is your Facebook group. That's why you're coming last." And I'm like, "What? Out of yeah. all the issues I have as a personal trainer, I'm pretty sure it's not the Facebook group that's that's the problem." They're like, well, yeah, we kind of think it is, you know, like, you know, this is, there's all these other, we see that we see the 75 that are doing better than you, you know, they've got a better Facebook group. And I had a bit of an argument, but then I thought about it. I'm like, well, hold on. I'm coming 75th out of 75. These people own all 75 locations. Maybe they know something that, that I don't. So um, put all my effort into just making that Facebook group engaging. Right, just knowing what posts would work, what posts wouldn't work, and I got it ridiculously engaging. Right, but that was easy because I were also my clients as well. It's e- it's easier if it's you know a face to face and online thing. But when I started fitness education online, didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew I was good at Facebook groups, so I started a Facebook group and I was able to test out what worked there. And then I was able, then that was a lot of trial and error as well. But I was like, cool, I know what works solely online. So when I started the course creator community, I was just able to use everything I learned from those and start off um, with a bang. So this is what I'd recommend for everyone starting off. There's two things I do when, uh, actually, I'll go step by step. We'll go, yeah, I'll run it step by step. So the first thing I recommend if you want to start a Facebook group is don't start a Facebook group until you have about a hundred ideal members, right? For a few different reasons. So when I started the course creator community, I was networking for a few months beforehand, you know, going on podcasts, being uh, having a podcast myself, you know, connecting with people on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, people that I've met at, at conventions. And I purposely didn't start the Facebook group until I had about a hundred people I knew that I could say, hey, Chris, I've, I've started this Facebook group and I'd I'd love to have you in there. You know, here's the link. Do you want to join? Right. So the advantage of that is I didn't have a Facebook group with 20 people in there because that's hard to build from there, you know, and yeah. a couple of different reasons. I was like, Chris, I got this Facebook group, come and join. And I got 20 people in there. Chris is going to be like, ah, yeah, all right, Jono. And he'll join and then he'll leave the next day or, you know, there'll be no conversation going on in there. So there's no real value or come up with his feed. Um, but because I waited until I had 100 people, then I did like a, a bit of a launch for the Facebook group there with like email and posts on my Facebook and some, some messages to my friends that I knew would be a good fit. I was able to start that group off with a bang. So it started off with 100 people on day one. And then also, they were also my friends as well. So I was able to say, hey, make a post and introduce yourself and let everyone know what you do. So And, and it wasn't just a random asking. It was a, a friend or a person they actually knew, right? So the, from day one on that Facebook group, had 100 people 
with everyone just posting, hey, here's what I am, here's what I do. And like, it was a bit of a buzz because it was a new group and people are liking and commenting and friend requesting. And so that's tip number one, wait till you've got a hundred people to join because then it jo- you join with a bang. The other advantage is it means you've got some form of lead, lead generation strategy. Now, there's plenty of different strategies out there. We can go into detail if that in, in that as well if you want. You mean um, like a plan for how you're going to get people out of Facebook into your email list? Exactly the same. So yeah. that was my that was my plan. It was like, okay, you know, before I can grow this group, let me build my email list and also ideally add friends on, on Facebook as well. But it was ideally the email list. So I was like, all right, what can I do on Facebook? to grow my email list. Okay, what can I do on Instagram to grow my email list? What can I do on LinkedIn to grow my email list? What okay, can cool. you do on a Facebook group to grow your email list? Okay, on on Facebook in general? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, in, so in a Facebook group, like how what's how do you end up getting emails out of Facebook? From my Facebook group or from someone else's because they're two different strategies. <laughs> from yours. From, yeah, okay, maybe cool. both, but from yours to start. Okay, so give me one second here. Yeah. Sorry, my phone alarm just went off. Um, Okay, so in my group here, there's a few different strategies. The basic one is the welcome question when someone joins. So if somebody's going to join my Facebook group, uh, I've got three questions. How did are you a course creator to validate them? How did you hear about me? Just so I can sort of see how my marketing is working. And drop your email below if you'd like a free copy of my online course. Insert lead magnet there. Right. Okay. That's the base. In my experience, if it's a good lead magnet, about 30%. All right. If you're getting any less than 30%, the lead magnet's probably not juicy enough. Right. That's option one. But most people, 70% of people won't do that. Right. So that can't be my only strategy because then I'm only going to cover, you know, 30%. Uh, I then do a welcome post in the group for the new members. You know, hey, new members, welcome to the group. You know, you get a free copy of insert lead magnet. Just click the thing here and I tag all the new members there. So there's a second um, shot at it there, right? Do you set up that that manually or do you use that that automated one that Facebook throws up to welcome new members? Yeah, that automated one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And my VA does that. I think she, I'm pretty sure she does that because we get, you know, 50, 60 people joining a, a week at least, you know? So it'd be a pain in the ass to, to manually that. Um, so that there. And then I'm just always constantly throwing freebies out there. I'll do at minimum a webinar every month, right? And then, hey, guys, I'm running a webinar on, you know, how to grow your email list, you know, um, comment below if you're interested. People will register for the webinar, got to put their email in, and then I'll just throw lead magnets out there as well, probably even every week, you know, because I've got a heap of different freebies, you know, every week or every couple of weeks, I'll just throw some sort of lead magnet out there, um, yeah, to capture leads. So it's there's a heavy emphasis at the start, but it's not the end at the start. You know, every week I'm probably doing something to to try and, try and grow that email list there. That's, that's amazing. Um, what, what kind of other kinds of content do you put in there? Like maybe not to get an email or anything, but what, what do you do in your Facebook group? Like, I think I've seen you do some live streaming. Yep. Yep. So, okay. So in the course, actually both groups, actually. So there's simplified version. There's two types of, well, maybe, yeah, say two types of non-sales content that I'll post. Uh, I'll do a weekly live stream just 
five minutes, just sort of one tip. And it's similar to like an email. You know, if you're going to send an email, you know, you'll, you'll do an email, you send one tip, hey, buy my thing. Um, I'll also do that in a live video as well. I'll just give, I'll just get, jump on live and I'll give one tip there. Uh, the key I found with the live is always have a call to, A, always get some sort of interaction. You know, hey guys, what's happening? It's, it's John O'Hee live, you know, here in Sydney, we're in lockdown. Where's everyone else in the world from? You know, some sort of question to get comments. Or, hey, we're all course creators here, you know, out of curiosity, where, what, what platform does everyone use? Oh, everyone uses Lifter LMS. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, awesome. Um, you're always some sort of, you know, question to engage people, but also a call to action at the end. You know, hey, by the way, I'm running a webinar this month. Comment X below and I'll send it over to you. Or, hey, I've got this free thing, you know, comment below and I'll send it over to you. Or, hey, I've got this membership site, covers this, comment below and I'll get it over to you. You know, there's always something. Because the key, and the key to growing your own Facebook group is engagement, but ideally engagement from other people, right? I don't want it just to be me posting. That's why I just do the one live stream um, a week. And my goal, and there's uh, the other thing I, I post myself is just engagement posts. I just want to post something on there to get people to engage, but not not silly posts like you know, what do you prefer? Games, uh, Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad, you know. I mean, that stuff's right. not bad. You can do, you can do elements of that. But like, what I want to do is just um, find the points that fire people up in my audience. So my engagement questions will be things like, um, uh, I'm thinking of a few recent good ones I did. One was like, "Hey guys, I got to win an argument. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nobody prefers Dropbox over Google Drive." You know, like it's not really going to get me sales, but I, but there were so many people just like Dropbox sucks, Dropbox sucks. No, <laughs> Google Drive sucks. You know, just if I yeah. can speak, I can. And in the fitness world, it would be things like, guys, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, no one prefers dumbbells to kettlebells, right? And then same thing, the people that like kettlebells are going to be like, yeah, dumbbells suck. The people like dumbbells are like, what are you talking about? You hurt your back if you do kettlebells. Beginners can't do it. You know, so um, I, I purposely try and find posts. I'm not doing it to get likes and comments, but that's the result of me knowing my audience well. It's like, okay, let me do this post. And if I do it properly, you know, my audience is going to get fired up and, and comment, which shows that I know my audience well, which is going to help me come through with sales. So I'm I'm very strong on those things. And also it helps with the algorithm. You know, if you do a post like that, people like and comment on it. Then on the next post, if you want to sell something, you're going to get more traction because your previous ones have, have been like that. Um, and also it just gets people involved in the group. If they've liked and commented on your post, you know, they might see other posts that, from the group that, that pop up in their feed. So that's the, they're the two major things I do that aren't sales-based. Uh, but the other major thing I focus on more than those is getting other people to post. And that's the other thing I did well from the start is I'm like, before I start this Facebook group, and that's what I recommend everyone as well, have a strategy on getting other people to post. Right? Like introductions, so, like introduce yourself. Well, I've got nine different things, you know, I'll, I'll run through. Yeah, I'll run through as much as I can in the next oh, nine okay. minutes because I want to be respectful of, of your time. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely the best first one. All right. Especially if you have a small group and there's not a lot of people coming in there. Then you take, and I get my virtual assistant to do it anyway. I'm just like, hey, anyone that joins this group, you know, add them as a friend and just send them a DM and say, hey, you know, I'm the social media manager from the group. Thanks for joining. Anything we can help you with? Great. Oh, that's what you do. Cool. By the way, you know, make a post in the Facebook group and introduce yourself. Right. Hey, quick question uh, there. So, so you, yep. your virtual assistant has your main Facebook logins? No, no, no. She does it from her account. So who's she, who's she friending? Uh, anyone that joins the Facebook group. From the from the Facebook page or like who or no, no, so, go so ahead. let's say someone joins my Facebook group yeah right, or request to join the Facebook group she takes care of the accepting so yeah. she'll do a screen okay is this person a fit yep great accept great let me also add this person as a friend you know 
then she'll send that person a DM, you know, hey, what's happening? You know, I'm the social media manager of Course Great Community. I see you oh, join I the see. group. Yeah, yeah, yada, nice. yada, yada. What nice. do you do? Oh, great. You know, hey, go and make a post and, and introduce yourself, right? Some people will accept. Some people won't. Some people do the post. Some people won't. Uh, but the key is some people will. So it gets something going. And the people that will are then more engaged because other people are going to like, comment, they've posted, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but also what happens is it lights the fire. Because okay. let's say someone doesn't accept Phoebe's friend request, right? But they join the group and they see there's two or three posts of people introducing themselves. Oh, I guess you just join this group and introduce yourself. You know, I'll make a post and introduce myself, you know? So it gets the, you do the manual work at the start, but then it goes, um, it builds from there. Um, another one that I do is I've always got action tasks in my courses, even my free courses, right? So let's say, for example, um, let's use the course creator community as an example. One of my free courses is how to create your first course in 48 hours. You're essentially creating a mini course or a lead magnet, right? And I teach people how to do it in that mini course, but I say, hey, I've given you the, the five-minute overview. What a better idea is, go and make a post in my Facebook group and say, hey, guys, I'm, coming, I'm looking for ideas for my mini courses on my opt-in page. You know, can everyone post theirs below so I can get an ID, Right. Someone does that, it's a win-win-win because if that person makes that post, everyone in my group wants to get their freebie out there for, for other people to see. So it's going to get a heap of different comments there. But it's also value for the person posting. Instead of them just seeing my one example, oh, shit, here's 50 examples. Let me check out this one. Oh, let me check out this one. Let me check out this one, you know, and then it's a win for me because it's engagement in the group going on, right? And I've got them all scattered down below. If we go into the fitness world, um, if you do my, my kettlebell course, one of the questions is, you know, um, hey, guys, what's your favorite kettlebell workout? I've given you my 10 favorite, right? But going in this Facebook group, there's 15,000 in there. You know, you might get heaps more. Same in the fitness world. Everyone wants to share their favorite kettlebell workout because they think it's the best. So if you do my kettlebell course and you make a post in that Facebook group, then, you know, you've got a whole heap of different kettlebell ideas and it's a win, win, win again. And also you, the mindset is this group is sick. I make a post and I get 50 comments. I'm always posting in this group. I'm not going to Google to find workouts. I'm, I'm going in this group. I'm not going to YouTube to find out, you know, the best lead magnets. I'm going to this group here. Right? Yeah, so they, feel, they feel supported. I mean, that's the whole point of community is to, to feel supported. I, I can tell you can just keep going. And this is awesome. And this <laughs> is why you definitely need to make a, a course about how to use Facebook, specifically groups the right way. Um, Go to coursecreatorcommunity.net and check out more about Jono. I did want to ask you before we sign off here, you did mention something about getting leads out of other people's Facebook groups, you know, without being spammy or getting kicked out or whatever. Like, how do you do that? Or what do you recommend? Okay. Yes. Well, I've got a whole heap of different strategies there as well. <laughs> What's your uh, best one? <laughs> I would say the best one or the one at least to start with is collaborating with the group owner. And th this is a perfect example. Like you you're doing right now? Like I'm well, you so I'll give an example. Chris, yeah. I checked my Facebook group this time last week and I got like 10 new friend requests in an hour. I'm like, what the hell? And then I checked it, and one of my questions is, Where did you hear about me? It's Chris Badgett, Chris Badgett, Chris Badgett. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? Then I checked my notifications. Chris made a post saying, you know, hey, um, go and check out this guy's Facebook group, right? And I got yeah. 10 new people in like an hour, you know, it's a record. Um, yeah. and that's obviously the perfect example, but I'll I'll share the overview and then we'll go from yeah. there. So I've got a podcast and that's the major reason why I have my podcast is networking. It's like, yeah. right, you know, my, um, no, I shouldn't say major. It's, it's, well, I guess that's how I use my podcast for lead gen. It's not so much to get it number one on Apple because I'm not good at the podcast stuff, but I'm like, all right, right. If I want to do a collaboration with Chris, I can't just hit him up in the DM and say, do a collaboration with me. It's not going to work. He's going to, he's probably get some heaps of them and he's going to be, you invited me on. Some, 
What's that? Exactly. Yeah. I was like, yeah. all right, you know, let me get Chris. So on you my have podcast. an audience of course creators. Hey, you want to come talk to my people? I, how can I not exactly. say yes? <laughs> Made yeah. it a win for Chris. You know, yeah. I'm like, if I make it a win for, and not everyone is going to do what Chris did and make a post in their Facebook group and say, join this guy's Facebook group. <laughs> That's the best one I've ever done. So thank you for that. But yeah. there's always going to be variations of that. Most people, if they have a podcast, will invite you on that podcast. Or if they have a Facebook group, uh, and, and, and even just prompting, like even if Chris didn't ask me to be on here, I probably would have hit him up in a couple of weeks. I would have been like, hey, Chris, I had a curiosity, you know, what, what could I do to pitch myself as a guest on your, your podcast, you know, and yeah. then see what he said. And most people say, if you've done a good job, and also the way I try and work my podcast is to make it as much of a win for that person as possible, because it, I want to make it about them. And then that increases my chances of them having me on either their podcast or if they've got a Facebook group can be live. You know, hey, by the way, Chris, do you ever do like live streams in your Facebook group? Would you mind if I did one or is there any way we could do one or, you know, could, I won't sell anything. I just want to give value to, to your people there. Right. Most people are cool with that there. So you, you should totally do a live stream in my Facebook group. I love it. There I love go. to see members make content. And I know you're going to make useful content because you're, you're helping course creators. Th I do got to. I do got to wrap it up, Joe. No, was there one yeah. more thing you were going to say there? No, well, I was just going to add on to that as well. Then you've sort of got options. Like once you're friends with the, the group admin, then everything becomes a lot easier. It can be yeah. a matter of, you know, hey, you know, do you want to do a lead magnet swap, you know? Um, or also the group, the, the person will feel less threatened. You know, yeah. if I was to go and interact in Chris's group now, he knows that I'll, I'll do just as much to, to promote him as possible. So he won't feel threatened if I'm answering a question in there or whatever. But if I hadn't collaborated with the group admin, they may be, oh, who's this? Oh, he's also got a course creator group. Ban him there, you know? <laughs> so I think yeah. that the good first step is, is do a collaboration with the group admin. And the easiest way to do that is make it a win for that person first. The podcast is the easy way to do it. So and it doesn't have to be, a, I'm probably getting off track here, but the, uh, the easiest I think is start a podcast connect with heavy hitters, get them on your podcast without any expectation of return, and then it will probably come back. And that's the, the easiest base one to do. And if you do it properly, you do a podcast every week, get someone else on as a guest, and it'll waterfall on. You know, next week, I've got another podcast with, I don't know if you know Melody Johnson. She's got a, another course creator podcast. The week after that, I'm with uh, John Ainsco. He's got another one. So all these podcasts I did, you know, the weeks ago, <laughs> it's coming back in return now. And then I'm going to hit those people up in about a month's time and say, hey, do you want to do a lead magnet swap? So it's a bit of work at the start, but then it just becomes this waterfall and you've just got like a bunch of people that you can collab with. I can't wait to see the course about this. I'm buying it. This is Jono Petrohelos. His Facebook group and his podcast is called Course Creator Community. Um, Jono is great to connect again. And, uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Is there any final, uh, uh, thing for ever, the people listening or watching of how they can connect with you? Nah, but just type course, whatever platform you use, type course, create a community in there. I'll pop up something. I mean, you'll probably get a DM from my, my assistant just saying, Hey, join the Facebook group. No matter what platform you, you join on that it, it leads back to the Facebook group. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jono. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. Did you enjoy that episode? Tell your friends and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And I've got a gift for you over at lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Go to lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Keep learning, keep taking action, and I'll see you in the next episode.